Hello and welcome to Bitten by Radioactive Podcast where we give powers to a name. Welcome first of all to 2019 properly because in this episode we are actually going to do what we do which is generating a hero from a random name generator from the internet and I can't do that alone though. I can't create an entire hero story, powers, relationships and miscellaneous by myself. I got my good friends Josh and Jay to do it with me. Hello and welcome to 2019 properly, guys. How you feeling? Happy New Year, I guess. Yeah, Happy, happy New, New Year. Year. I thought of another um resolution, like literally just now. Oh, well, we kind of did that with our burpees episode. No, so... I know, but like this is a cool, a cool idea. Because uh-huh. um, you just listed all the things you can't do without your your good good pals, right? Mm-hmm. Uh. And then I thought about how I'm always the one that designs the costumes. Maybe we should resolve to describe their costumes more. <laughs> uh, we've if we've tried it, haven't we? Yeah, we came up with like chain mail and like scale mail and you kind of vetoed us on that. I didn't say that I would approve of all of your suggestions. <laughs> then what are we even doing? Well, apparently we're designing some superheroes. So, Dean. Okay. What are we doing? Let's, let's, let's get on with this. Well... We have to sort of put some fuel in the tank first. Mm. It's twenty nine. It's twenty nineteen. Like it, we're we're fresh and we're ready and we're we're uh, ample. Um, but we need some. We're ample. Some ins- ample um, might not be the right word you're looking what for. A bus- we're am- what an odd word to use. We're ample with creative energy. Ooh. Right. That sounds a bit disgusting. Yeah. We're going with it. So we're ample, but <laughs> right. we need some uh comics inspiration to drivers forward jade what's the first comic you've ever read in the year 2019 <laughs> well it's funny you phrase it like that because it's a book that i bought two years ago but only just got around <laughs> to reading Ooh! now to get that sweet seo marie kondo would not be very pleased with you Fuck although off, you can't you can't drop that name it's such a divisive name on this podcast we're already struggling to get an audience no 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 it's great it's 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 going to drive that, that traffic to us, though. <sighs> Let so me I'm, I'm do a condo and clean up this podcast by just getting rid of all this <laughs> preamble. I've been reading Queer, A Graphic History by Ooh. Meg John Barker and Julia Scheel. Does it spark joy? I'm not going to answer that. Uh, so it's a black <laughs> and white comic slash textbook. And that's probably why it's taken me two years to read it, because I wanted to really, you know, focus on reading this thick tome. Um, And it breaks down queer theory in a really easy to understand way. Uh, It covers like definitions of terminology and how to accurately use them. Uh, The gay rights movement, erasure of marginalized folks within the already marginalized queer community. Uh, And it also covers various theories of sexual researchers and queer theorists on the subjects of sexuality, gender and identity as a whole. Sounds comprehensive yeah very very comprehensive um the comic illustrations are great they range from simple tongue-in-cheek ones of diverse characters who demonstrate the points of the text because it's it's kind of done in like um uh, a page by page so like point per page format so there'll be like Mm. a block of text at the top maybe a little bit of an addendum at the bottom but the middle of the page will be like pure comic illustration yeah um And uh, if it's not doing some tongue-in-cheek stuff, it'll have some more realistic talking heads of the theorists, so you know exactly who's, you know, who's, uh, whose points are, you know, who's saying what, basically. 
Yeah. Um, rather than just, you know, all these various names to memorize, you've got the faces to pair them with. Mm. Um, and I'm really glad that I read this one, finally, because it's given me a greater understanding of my own identity as something that doesn't need to be defined to pinpoint precision. Because one of the great points of this book is that you're always growing and learning and finding yourself in very subjective situations. So you're always going to basically see and show people a different version of yourself depending on yeah. you know what's happening. Mm. Um, and another point was that it's really important for us to watch out and not find ourselves being pulled into various crab buckets. Crab buckets? Is that yeah, the word they use? You'll understand once you read it. Uh, well, I'll, I'll get to it in about two years' time, I think. Okay. But you, you so quite, quite educational mm. as a book. Yeah, I learned a lot. Excellent. Uh, going from uh, sort of academia to art now. Uh, I've picked up a book that I read a few years ago. Coincidentally, first time we went to a TCAF, well, we actually met the uh, met the artist herself. Uh, I read "What Is Obscenity" by Raku Denishiko, <laughs> and it is. It's a wild ride. Um, it's all about uh, the uh, artist Rocco Denishiko, um, who's who began as a manga biographist. So she drew manga manga about her life, and then she got involved with um, um, what she called manko art, where um, manko is the Japanese word for pussy. So she would make art all about pussy in a very uh, comical, tongue-in-cheek way, just to sort of try and like bring down the um stigma against the word and so uh she would make art of the puss other people's purses by uh creating um pressings and imprints and she would also turn them into very nice um dioramas of like people golfing on a green or uh, people jumping around on the moon um but when she took a scan of her own uh purse 3d printed it into a canoe and then distributed the uh, 3D model files of that via her Kickstarter page. She got arrested and charged with obscenity. And this comic sort of documents her life um, during that that period where she literally got sent to jail and her court proceedings and how she came to sort of become the artist that she is now. Because she's got quite a following, as you can imagine. And as I mentioned, it is a wild ride, especially for someone... Um, from the UK who doesn't quite get a grasp fully of Japanese culture and like its conservatism when it comes to topics like that, even though it's got this like very uh, cartoony chipper art style. So yeah, it just shows, um, it goes into great depth about Japanese law and its uh, views when it comes to obscenity and the puss, which uh, spoilers ain't so positive. Um, but Rocket Denishika herself is always, uh, optimistic and positive about it all. She's saying that laughter is her weapon in this war against um, obscenity, pretty much. And yeah, I, I can't recommend it enough. It's It might be a little bit of a hard get uh, nowadays, but if you can find uh, some way to get your hands on it, go for it. And also, it's got a cute little puss mascot on the front. Cute little manco. You can actually buy them, like little plastic toy versions. You can buy... Rocker Denishiko's Manko, but not not the one that got her in jail though, because that's dicey. Don't do that, Josh. Um, Joshua. Yes. What What was your first comic of 2019? I assume. Um, my first comic of 2019 um, was not um, based around anything that you guys have 
talked about because you've got quite a theme going with yours i feel mm-hmm. i guess um, so but um so what i've been reading is a big old hefty tome i got uh, just before christmas um so i've been reading it's from a artist writer i've recommended before uh, so i've been reading tech on king crete uh, by taya matsumoto Oh. Um, which was one of the first anime movies I think I ever properly watched. But yes, this this is actually the big old manga. Um, it tells the story of uh, like the book describes them as maybe brothers. It's not really touched upon, but it's these two boys, black and white, as they live in as they kind of run their city called Treasure Town. Um, Treasure okay. Town in itself is actually like a character of the story. It's got so much. Well. I say character, it, there's so much character in it, like it's so vibrant and goofy looking in places and like every little panel that you get to see of it, there's something really interesting to see. But I'm getting mm. ahead of myself, the rest of the plot is basically <laughs> black and white kind of running this town, it's these two little punks who beat up people with um, pipes and kind of steal stuff, they're little, little ruffians. Little um, shits. Little, little shits. Um, I just want to point out, they are actually children. They are actually children, um, and went on to go influence some stuff in One Piece. But um, yeah, so the story basically is that people are like their control over Treasure Town is starting to kind of loosen as like the yakuza, the police, and like corporations start moving in and gentrifying the place. Mm-hmm. Mm. And it's kind of them about trying to wrangle and kind of adapt to how the city is changing. Yeah, and yeah, so that's Tekken cool. King Crete's kind of plot as i said it is vibrant it's bouncy like so many of the like the paneling is just so i feel like i've said it already but dynamic and like it's so it's so so full of life i think is the best way of putting it and matsumoto really does um get yeah he just really gets like he gets it the (laughs) the medium yeah i mean the medium gets it but like altogether just as a whole it's a really good book like black and <laughs> like, white are so perfectly realized the city's great the art's funky and yeah it's a really good book it's just quite, quite just busy good art, right mm yeah um there's a lot going on um mm. yeah just good excellent it's well, just well. it's just good my first it's just good of 2019 <laughs> um i just want i just want to point out as well before we go into the episode proper that like yes we all did see spider-verse and yes we could talk about it for an entire episode and but... yes we did see it multiple times because we could not get enough but no and we nearly did recommend it in the burpees episode but that episode was already too long yes <laughs> it, it really was <laughs> sorry but just like it goes without saying we all fucking loved it so but uh-huh. we do have a thing that we try not to recommend other medium. Do we, Dean? <coughs> oh, we better get on with the episode now. So, Josh, I believe uh, you've forgotten what you just said and you have a generator for us. I do have a generator. Like a well, no, you, you, you were defending yourself, so I didn't get a chance to throw in my own little segue <laughs> to tell us that well, I do have a generator now, now. for us. There is a generator, and I have got it. And... It was one that was going around the Twitterverse the other day, and I thought, Ooh. yes, that is one that we should do. And hopefully oh, yeah. you two haven't seen it, but you might have, depending on how... I'm racking my brain trying to think of... Depends on how many mutuals we have. Hmm. Um, but let me bring you into the world of the What Is Your Rob Liefeld name? Oh, no! Oh, I did see this. I didn't did see, see too much of it, though. That's good. Um, for those not in the <laughs> comics, no. Rob Liefeld was a co-creator of Deadpool. Uh, he helped found Image Comics. Um, mm-hmm. He doesn't particularly like feet, but he doesn't really care. 
Um, but yeah, he's one of the biggest names in the 90s for comics. He's He loves pouches and Captain America's big chest. <laughs> he also likes really eccentric, edgy sounding names. Yeah, like like Bloodkill and Whoa, Death get- Gun. <laughs> you're, you're getting ahead of yourself, Dean. Some of these could actually be our names. Um, if I get Bloodkill. So it's a simple... Because you know me, I love sticking our names into things. Mm. Um, so it's a first name starting letter and last name starting letter. Who would like to go first? Me, 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 me. Okay. Uh, J.S. Oh, is it? Thank you very much, Jade Sarson. <laughs> um, or should I say Crowforce? Crowforce? Crowforce! Fucking hell! That's great. <laughs> That's already quite a good one. Oh my god, put a pin in Crowforce. Crowforce. I was right, going to say okay. that, that. I don't want to say we've peaked too quickly, but... <laughs> we have. Okay. Let's uh, face it. Dean. Please. You are Night Run. Eh. Night Run? Mm. It's not Crowforce, is it? It's not, it's it's, not Crowforce. It's not Crowforce. I guess you're going to be Crow something then, Josh. I would technically be Crow Whip. Uh, no, nah, neither of these are Which the is pretty mine. good, but I kind of want to just spin... I was going to spin my name around to do the... Um, so oh, I'm going to do right, R right. first, which is Blast, and J, which is Shade. Blast Shade, still not as good as Crowforce. No, Crowforce <laughs> it is. We're going with Crowforce. So we're going Holy with Crowforce this week. Now, we got a lot to live up to. Um, like, one of the Burpees 2018 winners, a lot of them were just the, the heroes we made in January. So <laughs> They were. January's actually, a good guys. month. Or, or is it? Let's find out. <laughs> Whoa. Um, well, my initial thought, like the first image that popped into my head was like, you know, you know, the, the lady that feeds the birds in uh, Mary Poppins. <laughs> yes. Tuff, uh-huh. Tuffins a bird. Yeah. Tuffins a bird. Um, Tuffins a bag, dude. Tuffins um, a bag. Yes. Tuffins um, a bird's far too expensive. <laughs> but, not, in that, um, not in that economy. Pic- picture her like covered in her pigeons and just like sending them out like a small army, but then swap those pigeons for crows. That was my initial thought. So are we talking like an old woman being picked up by like four crows, two on each arm, kind of just like moving her around while she does crow bidding? I think four is far too few. I'm talking like a swarm, like a murder mm. of crows. Hey, they see even that's Liefeldian. See, uh, can I can I give you my sort of knee-jerk reaction to hearing that name? Before mm-hmm. that, I've just had a knee-jerk reaction that I've got to draw this hero in the style of Rob Liefeld. Oh, excuse excuse me you... a moment, I just need to... Just, just buff it up, buff it up. <laughs> it's, it's fine, just draw a big old triangle body. No L- feet. Little... Well, no, you can draw put... feet, but they're kind of triangles in themselves. Put them on the rack. And put pouches on the crows. Yeah. It's done. Ah, oh, crow pouches. Crow what? pouches! <laughs> right. So this, this hero has... Little pouches with just little like baby crows popping out of them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes. Um, oh yeah, I was gonna say. Yes. Um, so all I thought was just a trench coat full of birds. The the, the hero is birds. <laughs> They're crow force. They're a force of crows. Oh, you mean like there isn't a person even? So are you we know, talking like, about like as we mentioned Spider Man earlier? Are we talking about like Spider Man, who's Spider Man made out of many spiders? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y- yes. Okay. Cool. Okay. Okay. I'm I'm down for that. That, that's my first hero idea of 20, 2019. My knee-jerk reaction was some sort of Power Rangers-based crow force, but that's, you know, that's boring, really. <laughs> now, now, I think if we combine all three of these ideas, we could have something interesting. Because possibly the crow force, I say the crow force, could be multiple people. Um, it could be the, the, 
the one made of crows, the the one feeding the crows, the one grooming the crows. Don't do this to me, first thing of 2019. No, I think we should just go with one hero with many crows. Yeah, I agree. So Uh, They command the crows. They command the crows. Crow commander. (laughs) Crow commander sounds once again like (laughs) Eldian. (laughs) <laughs> they um they could look like Dean's idea and just like the person is so completely covered and swarmed by these crows that you can't actually see them within the mass of, of birds. Ooh. Well it could be like one of those like one of those old edgy anime, you know, like in Naruto when someone kind of disappears into just crows. Like they're there and then they kind of like oh, yeah. blow <laughs> away into crows. You know, mm-hmm. that kind of Yeah, I get you. Deal. So they're kind of like Dracula, then they <laughs> explode yes. into crows and then reappear, like as the crows sort of re reintegrate. Are we going going with that for powers? Yeah, are we going with the trench coat with like loads of pouches on it? Then I think a so. lot of the pouches are just full of bird seed, mm. birds and like meat because crows like meat. I think, or is that magpies? I can't remember. I think that's ravens. Oh right. I mean, um, not to be a bird expert because I'm not. Are crows and ravens not extremely similar? They are very similar. They're just big black birds. I think I think ravens are bigger. Hmm. Well, there's know. there's a villain I... for us. The raven. Really, really. The, the raven our being the limits. CBBC character from that show, <laughs> the raven, that Scottish guy with a raven cloak. Yeah. Crow force versus raven squad. <laughs> raven. Squad. Really, again, pushing the limits of creativity here. <laughs> In 2019, after like 18 months of doing this podcast, I mean, if anything, got, it we... should be the opposite for a villain. So, if anything, it'll be like Dove Squad. Squad? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, you're not thinking metro enough for a, uh, a villain idea. What's the opposite of a Liefeld comic? Sort of something that's well designed. Gosh, you're right. Oops. We were taking, we were doing this the Marvel way. My bad. We we were just <laughs> making the same thing for the villain, but giving it a, a creepier name or whatever. Hmm. This ain't Iron Munger. But this ain't but bad. Venom. We gotta. We gotta. What's maybe... what's, what's the other method then that you were gonna suggest? Well, more more meta. The, the well, you got your Liefeld comics that are very gritty, very mm-hmm. um, blood splattered. You know, mud in the boots, machismo out the wazoo. So we're talking literally. more Squirrel Girl. Exactly. Oh. We gotta go against the grain here. And uh, first off, we should probably establish the grain because I don't feel like we've probably gone close enough into crow force. Okay, but but I did just <laughs> think of Dove Chan, the pure Ooh. white magical girl. Ooh. See, mm-hmm. see, that's that's the kind of thinking we want this year, Jade. That's very good. All I right, like Dove all right. Chan. So we'll save Dove Chan. We'll put we'll put mm-hmm. them, you know, on the side. So let's come back to Crowforce, our perfect MVP hero. I can already say that <laughs> they are the MVP <laughs> of 2019. I can't um, believe we've already created a winner. It's just January. Um, where should we begin? So we've got kind of a good image for them. You know, just a bunch of crows surrounding a person. Uh, a, a, to- a cronado. A cronado. Uh, a crow body. Um, so, how does this hero use the crows? Like, is it like a? Um, are they like a hive mind with the crows, or do they just communicate what they want the crows to do? Like, do the crows have free will? There's, there's many questions. Is it what? Like, are we asking for like an Aquaman but crows deal? <laughs> that there it is. I'm gonna Next. be real. I know zero about Aquaman. Hmm. Uh, Aquaman can talk to. 
fish. Mm, not quite, though, is it? It's oh, is te- telepathically so... influenced the fish, I think, isn't it? See, those are two very different things. <laughs> so, Jeez. back in my day, the the nineties, uh, comics were pure, easy to follow things. Well, we're not talking about that. We're talking about our hero here in twenty nineteen. God, how many times are we going to say the year this year? Um. Okay. Right. I kind of like the te- te- the the telepathic influence. Mm-hmm. Um. Because then it's very simple to give orders. We're not spending a lot of time trying to set that. Stuff does, up. Does that mean that this hero, when they're not fighting crime, they just kind of go off for like a bitch sesh with the crows? Like, I can't believe they said that. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, go on then. Okay. I'll, um. Again. Um. I, I. I. like getting all the simple ideas out of the way. Um. It's very easy to put them in a situation like um in a big city where people tend to keep pigeons on roofs. It's very simple to have like that kind of setup, but we can we can do something different, can't we? Can we? Possibly. Yeah. yeah. Maybe they. Again, it's also very simple to have them be homeless, but maybe they're in fact very rich. Maybe they are very rich, and they can just have an entire like um, you know, like in those old mansions, like old massive country houses. They would just have like a bird sanctuary in them. Hmm. Maybe maybe they can just have a, a crow sanctuary. Well, yeah. I was my brain went along the exact same route as yours did, which is kind of weird because I was like, oh, making them homeless would be too obvious. Ah, but yeah. there's another type of person that takes care of birds in media, and that is the Raven Master that we have here in in <laughs> London. Oh yeah, that social media influencer. Mm-hmm. Don't say influencer, God. It's, How many times yeah. are we gonna throw up this episode? Um. <laughs> So yeah, they could. It could still be like a combo of the two. Like perhaps it's um, like a bird sanctuary of some kind, and they just have like the largest. Um, what what would you call it? Like the largest. It wouldn't be collection because that's more like inanimate objects. Flock murder. Yeah, they have the largest murder of crows in the world, or whatever, and they have like a specific keeper. But that and would that... make it really obvious yeah i was gonna say now let me throw some stuff at you it's gonna be this may go off the rails Mm -hmm. what would happen if the the crow keeper from the tower of london was possessed by the spirit of yatagarasu the three-legged crow from japanese folklore whoa what tell us the story of yatagarasu josh i remember just seeing them in persona once and they were a three-legged crow that you could use so just to be clear that's all you know about yatagarasu um, let me get this Wikipedia up. It's a <laughs> tripedal crow. Um, yes. Oh, it's actually from found in modern day China. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, there's some sun-based motifs in there. Mm-hmm. Weird for a crow, but yeah, okay. you know, I'm going with it. Mm-hmm. It's a crow. It's usually a bit more red instead of black. Mm-mm-mm. I mean, that's that's life Eldian. Mm-hmm. Blood, blood is red. Crow is there's, red. there's a lot of stuff about it, but I thought I'd just throw it at you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How does it taste? Should I, I mean, take it back? I feel no, like no, there should be a little bit more substance. Don't take it back. I like it. Yeah, I, I like the idea of it. Um, what if instead of shri- homeless, they're shrineless and they've been forced to find their new place, which is on the head of the Raven Keeper at the Tower of London? Hmm? Oh, okay. Maybe it's like a gargoyles thing then, where the this this shrine to Line. Yatagarasu. 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 Maybe the sh- shrine to them has been transported from here we 
go. The shrine for Yatagarasu has been transported from its home and put on top of a massive skyscraper some, somewhere in uh, a, a big old city. And now it's up to a uh, protagonist who's been blessed by Yatagarasu and uh, the murderer crows that used to reside in the shrine to go and get the statue back. We got a plot. Could it be a kind of like a Moon Knight situation? Which is? Uh, Moon Knight is like under the kind of like influenced a bit by some Egyptian gods. Oh, okay. Hmm. I, th- I think so. We can have a nice spiritual hero, you know, bumping into spirits, um, talking with crows, got no friends, wandering the earth. Okay, okay. So let's fill in some gaps. Uh, how about we take it kind of step by step? So the shrine sure. is stolen, basically. Yes. Uh, and placed atop some some fancy building. Mm-hmm. Um, so what happens next? What does Yatagarasu do? Uh, Yatagarasu will seek someone with a certain characteristic that is TBA to seek the uh, the perpetrator of this crime. Because we're making a superhero, aren't we? There's got to be a crime. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe what kind of person would... Someone who's very in touch with both nature and the spirits, perhaps. Maybe that's the the ideal for this situation for this hero i guess when i was originally thinking of the feed the birds type character i was thinking more of someone who just likes crows hey that's that's just not that's not a bad crows. motivation that's not a bad bad motivation they need to have some sort of bigger purpose they can just dig crows they can they can just dig crows they liked hanging out at the shrine because there were crows and yeah. they got very angry when it got taken away. Oh, yeah, maybe the shrine powerless. was the only place that they felt, you know, safe and listened to. Hmm. And then but that now, makes them into a hero that wants to make other people feel safe and listened to. I'm, you can't see it, but I'm noddling. Not noddling? Noddling. <laughs> I'm noddling very serenely. Thank you for noddling. Uh, I feel uh, very supported. Um, <laughs> Never say that word ever. <laughs> so we've got, okay. we've got this hero's personality then. So they're a quiet type. Mm-hmm. Um. <gasps> what if okay right so I'm gonna pluck something from the shelf hey it's it's Dove Chan what if Dove Chan's very rich um, uh, parents got the uh, the shrine and brought it into their home because it's cursed it's, crows are evil they're evil things they're uh-huh. black or partially red so maybe Dove Chan has um, sort of requested it to be put in their home so they can keep a close eye on it in case any more evil uh, seeps out of it. But of course it's not evil. It's just misunderstood. But also they get angry because when the shrine turns up, um, and we'll have to, I guess, clarify what this shrine takes the form of because I'm just picturing, you can't really lift an entire shrine. <laughs> you well, know. So, but, some um, shrines. Oh, go on. You, you say that, Jade, but when we went to the uh, museum in Toronto, there was an entire shrine in there. I guess, yeah, that we did see a literal crime. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Museums are a crime. Look, if the British Museum can move an entire Eastern (laughs) Island statue, I'm pretty sure we can move a a relatively sized shrine to a crow. Well, my point is that the shrine turns up and uh, Dove Chan is ready to exorcise this evil spirit, but it isn't there. It isn't present. Where the hell (gasps) is this red three-legged crow? It's in, it's in Crowforce. Yeah. <laughs> I just realized we got like this ancient backstory and then the fucking hair is just called Crowforce. <laughs> <laughs> Again, Lifefieldian, I feel. 
I've never read a Liefeld comic. Uh, just just a big old juicy heads up. Josh, have you read one? I think so. I did when Jay? I was a teen, but I can't remember the specific ones. Like it was remember, just what was available. I remember Bloodstrike. Um, I think I read we... I read some of his early D. I say early DC stuff. Uh, some of the stuff he did in 2011. He did some stuff then. He did a, he did a Hawkman comic. I remember reading the Hawkman comic. <laughs> oh jeez, that's I that's mean, bird based. It's on like, brand. It's all it's all coming back into each other. Okay, we're, we're get we're close to getting a nice foundation for this story. Is there okay, any more so, gaps, Jay? Well, well, big gap is how do they use these crows, or rather, how does crow force work as a person possessed by a crow spirit and as a connected person to a murder of crows? How do they use this and work together to fight crime? So this bank, <laughs> it's yes. getting robbed. There's a big robbery happening. Um, and take it away. Uh. <laughs> Crow scouts of some kind. Yes. Um, maybe, maybe they just bin it all off and just just bombard the entire thing with thousands of crows. I was I just mean, thinking yeah. that, like, that seems like it could be quite a good way of just doing things. Like, they're watching the bank from afar. They're just feeding some crows, and then as they do, they just kind of look up and they just kind of send in send in the crows, and they just do a big old. I'm trying to think of what kind of media have I seen recently that's had people bombarded by crows <laughs> no uh, I do know it was in the cat returns oh yeah <laughs> a, I'm pretty sure oh no those are cats no no there were crows no, in there, there as were well crows, there, were. there were crows at the end yes Dang. a large amount of crows mm. I feel Just like imagine- being overwhelmed by like cawing and pecking and sharp yeah. claws yeah that that's enough I think I can if barely handle anything. moths, so the idea of having something with a beak. Yeah. This, this has like quite a good potential for surveillance though, like you say. You couldn't mm. um you wouldn't rather just have to use them as surveillance in the moment, like sending them out as scouts. You could literally just have a network of crows across a city and they just fly over to you with like, Oh, there's a bad thing happening, come this way. We'll uh, fly Jay, can you, you tra- over. Can you translate that into crow, please? No. What would it sound like? <laughs> it's a very, very gentle, quiet crow. They're new. They're new in the crow force. Yeah. They're not very confident yet. Yeah. It, it's it's just it's just a uh, it's Barney. He's he's just he he t- tagged along. I couldn't shake him, but he's okay, I guess. Like he's got weird toes though, but he's a one-legged crow. Like you know, odd odd legs were like fashionable in in the force, and yeah, he just thought know. it'd be cool. He's always he's trying hard, bless him. He's trying hard. That mm. Barney, he's all right. So anyway, Barney, you know, brings us the message, and then yeah. and the hero, uh, Crowforce, you know, dons dons the 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 murder of crows, mm-hmm. which is an interesting thought. Um, <laughs> it's Liefeld. There's just a flurry, <laughs> a flurry of black feathers. Oh, it's awfully anime now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is what I'm liking. Um, do you want us to talk about the costume now, Jade? I guess we already have. Like, it's a, um, it's a trench coat and birds. Yeah, and I'm thinking <laughs> lots of like just plain black underneath to blend in uh, with the crows. Uh, they have a hundred crows with them at all times, and they all wear uh, pouches on their chests, each and every crow. They could try and do some sort of like if they ever needed to like showboat or like grandstand like themselves. Maybe they could have some kind of stupid kind of looking plague doctor kind of thing going on. 
now maybe we can put that as a, a I feel weird talking about spiritual things if you're like what's the coolest thing we could do with these spirits <laughs> these real life spirits but then like Persona does that all the time so whatever um, but what maybe we can build up some iconography to do with the um, the, the spirit y- Yatamatsu Yatagarasu Yatagarasu yeah. Yatagarasu apologies to our Lord and Savior, Yatagarasu. I also feel it's worth pointing out that eh, that company did it is not a valid excuse. <laughs> that guy did it. Can't <laughs> I do it? I mean, come on. How many Shin Megami Tensei games have there been? We can <laughs> abuse this crow. It's fine. Anyway, I, I feel like the Plague Doctor thing could be cool, but personally... Well, I don't I want think... to say just crow mask. That just seems... What's a crow mask? Just a I don't like some sort of weird kind of masquerade thing. Can I pitch something that might get a little bit weird? Go on. Yes. What if I don't know if you guys have played Abe's Odyssey? Yeah. Um, but when um you get they get so far into the story and Abe gains the powers to sort of partially transform when they chant, um, which is sort of like their way of attacking. So maybe when um Crowforce our superhero crow force when they push themselves the powers maybe when they're um uh controlling a particularly large amount of crows to do a particularly complicated thing maybe they can become more and more physically like the spirit you know growing a third leg and maybe their eyes start to like deform and um move to the side of their head mm-hmm. i don't want to say like naruto because that's a mm, you know when naruto but like naruto okay yeah like like that so do they sort of take on the spirit physically you know i think that could be kind of neat hmm. and you could gauge what um how much they're putting into this fight by how ghastly they look oh that was what i was gonna say earlier is that while the idea of a plague mask is cool personally i find it more uh terrifying the thought of like a vaguely humanoid shaped cloud of crows you know yeah. Like if you've got a defined face, it's it's the way I always think about like horror villains. If you've got a defined face, you can humanize it and therefore it's less scary. But imagine that cra- cloud of crows, but then inside it there's this not quite human thing mm-hmm. going to bust your ass. Yeah. Like, well that's what I'm saying. So that's why yeah, I think yeah, yeah. we're gonna have to throw the plague mask out. Soz Josh. That's fine. It, it was a very generic idea. But I don't mind it the idea generic. of them sort of shape shifting closer to Hmm. This is this is actually turning out to be quite a a nineties story just by just by the name itself. You know, I think that's kind of interesting how this has all come about. We're we're how... kind of drawing on like nineties comics, nineties like filmy bits, nineties mm. yeah. animu, it's, all of the classics. It's nice. We're we're starting this year by looking to the past. <laughs> There's some poetry to be had there, but. I'm I'm too into this idea. My imagination's going off a little bit too much. Um, so, who is Crowforce? The 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 person. Well, who we've already they? established they're quite shy, and they only so. felt safe in the shrine. But that doesn't Imagine- really say much about their their like the rest of their life, really, does it? I I know mm. we weren't going to talk about it, but what if they were kind of like a shy version of Spider-Man Noir? We don't know much about Spider-Man Noir. I would love to know more, but <laughs> we don't just very like um softly but a lot of force behind their words spoken kind of guy they're a who's... noir detective who has spider powers that's it and they <laughs> punch nazis 
And sometimes they, they let the match burn down to <laughs> feel Just something. Just to make it feel something. <laughs> um, but this is this is life field. We got to do justice to the guy who um, became a legend. Maybe, we, Jade, remember your roots. Sorry, you're right. Um, but maybe maybe Jade's on the right track here. Maybe they have to be the opposite of this brooding badass. Yeah, Croman. I don't want them to be like brooding because that. To me, like brooding heroes spend too much time brooding and not enough time saving people. Well, how like, about they can, thoughtful they can, instead? They can, yeah, thoughtful. Like thoughtful, pensive. They can be um, a quiet, introspective hero, but that doesn't mm. necessarily mean that they're thinking about like, God, I couldn't save this many people because I wasn't in that specific place at that one time. God, it's all my fault. Meanwhile, there's like a fire happening right behind them because they're too busy. Not not that kind of thoughtful. Just a crow trying to warn them, like, ah, <laughs> not now. No, not that kind of thoughtful. Touch. More more like they're constantly uh, thinking about their next move. Yes. Um, um, their head's always, they're, they're always focused on the task at hand, which yeah. is breaking into Dove Chan's uh, penthouse suite. I suppose that could be a flaw in itself. Like, it's both yeah. a strength for them as a hero, but in... Taking on this goal as like their their primary focus, they've kind of left behind people at home that were maybe worried about them. Hmm. Um, like they may have only felt safe at the shrine, but maybe they had a family that genuinely did want to make them feel safe. But oh, I like that drama. Yeah. You know, they they leave their their community behind, and they they put a lot of stock in this shrine, even though, like you said, they have all these people. Um, and so they moved to the big city, which I just want to point out, like, doesn't have to be an American city. No, no, just the big city. Yeah, exactly. Just a big, just a large city. Mm-hmm. Um, so how do we think this fight between Dove Chan, um, pretty flowery guardian, feather monstrosity Dove Chan is going to go down against Crow Force? How does Dove Chan work? Good question. They- well, if they're the opposite to Crowforce, then they have one dove. <laughs> exactly, well, no, they, one they dove. are the dove. Yeah, they are the dove. I was going to say, they are a singular being. You didn't let me finish. They oh, have sorry. one dove and the dove is them. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, Thank you very much. I'd say they're a purifying hero, quotation marks. Maybe not necessarily. They, they, you know, uh, claim to be heroic, but... <gasps> Wait, we can draw on... Tech on Kinkri here, because maybe they're all about purifying things, but perhaps you know they're going into um, less well-off areas and purifying those. But it turns out you know they are leading just good enough lives as it were. And maybe yeah, so they pu- they are a dickish missionary. <laughs> yeah. In other words, a missionary. <laughs> but up, up, but up, up. Hey, come out as religion. Um. <laughs> so that that sounds good. Like they're they're doing the right thing for. Doing the right thing in the wrong way? Doing no, the... not doing the right thing at all. <laughs> Forcing their beliefs on things that they don't understand. There you go. Maybe maybe they're catching criminals, but they just immediately just it, like, okay, thanks, bye. Like they have no connection to them or anything like that. They don't try and empathize with them. You're listening, superheroes? Maybe people are doing crime for a reason. Right, yeah, Batman? Yeah, no, that's a good point. Um, But I guess I didn't envision them as a hero that directly fights like... Small-time criminals, like, physical stuff. Okay. I mean, they're a literal, like, oh, there's, um, 
there's a small community who worships this this thing, this object. And, you know, they live very peaceful lives in this small village outside the big city. And they definitely don't need saving, but oh look, here comes Dove Chan, the most beloved hero of the big city, who's coming to save everyone. Yeah, like this this crow shines uh, crow shrine, for a start, it's of a three legged crow, so it looks kinda weird anyway. Well, I but was then, saying this was just a, another example. I'm saying this is like something that keeps happening. Yeah, yeah, so like yeah, yeah. villages and places around the big city, and everyone in the big city is like, "Oh, wow, Dove Chan is so so thoughtful, so kind oh, to go God. out there and take care of these people who don't know any better." There it is. I was waiting for that. They just don't know any better. They just they're just worse off than us. Like they they just need. Their lives are so simple. They just need someone to to help them out of it. Like so fuck maybe, off, Dove Oh, hey, hey. So maybe Crowforce goes to the big city and starts helping the people there. And they're like, I didn't ask for your help. Like, God, don't insin like insinuate yourself where where you weren't asked for. Like, just lots of kind of awful citizens who don't yeah. accept the help that Crowforce gives because they're used to Dove Chan being a dick. And it's like a hilarious backwards commentary because every time they reject Crowforce, they're like, "God, it's like you just you just force your beliefs onto onto us instead of just letting us, you know, deal with our own problems." Hey guys, look, it's Dove Chan. Yeah, <laughs> I this is great. Um, Josh, do you have any any final ideas before we uh, wrap this up? Oh my god! Wow. That... Pouch. The like the only thing that I was thinking like was the dynamic was kind of the reverse of that tuxedo mask Sailor Moon picture where they say you didn't do anything and then they go away. I kind of think about it the other way. So Dove Chan being a Sailor Moon in this. Yeah. yeah. I think that's going to be like the, the elevator pitch for our comic. You've, you've fucked up everything. You're welcome. Yeah. That kind Gosh. of thing. Yeah. I like it. I like it too. Do, do we have like a, an idea for a final confrontation between Crowforce and Dove Chan? Ultimate nineties fight. Oh, like, so they Ultimate destroy 90s like the whole skyscraper. Anime. There's gonna be like crows flying everywhere. I imagine Dove Chan being quite similar to kind of like the Sailor Moon kind of magical girl kind of thing going. But mm. they don't obviously have to be a magical girl. Magical that kind of aesthetic. Mm. Yeah. Like, all, all I, I kind of imagine... pictured them a bit like Ragyo from Kill the Kill. Yeah, that works. Oh yeah. Um all I can imagine for a final fight is atop the Tokyo Tower. No, not they... Tokyo Tower, just the tower. Atop... The yeah, city the tower. tower. And there'll be a scene where the camera is zooming in on them as they run at each other down, mm. like, from the top mm, and from mm, the bottom mm, of mm, the mm. side of a building, but then the camera turns so that it looks like they're running across the building. Oh. And all the windows are smashing. And Every like, window. Crow Force is putting their hands in their pockets and throwing out bird seed. Like and there's kind black of... feathers and white feathers everywhere yep. and everything's sparkling. And the last shot before the ad break is just two feathers falling to the ground. <laughs> and then you get like the... <laughs> You get like the perky little like uh, ident between like bit a bit 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 of crow force. Wah 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 wah. A dove chan. Surely crow force's bit needs to be more like crow force. We've we truly have peaked. Thank you all so much for listening to us. Quite frankly, best life. Did we talk? 
We talked costumes. We're fine with that, aren't we? Yeah, Yay. yeah. Trench oh, coat, okay. pouches, very tall. Cool. I just wanted to make sure before we wrapped up. Yes, yes. J- Jade's got plenty of inspiration. Don't worry. Thank you all so much for listening. If you want to give us a little uh, boost to start our year off, then you better listen to Josh over here. You know what to do. You can be our hero. You can go on to iTunes and SoundCloud. You can leave reviews for us. You can use word of mouth reviews. You can use Twitter reviews. You can probably use Facebook reviews, I imagine, but we don't really. Mm. Does anyone nowadays? Mm, that's for old people. Um, but whatever like handle you leave on said review, um, we will then throw into a generator. And yeah, you'll have an entire episode to yourself, pretty much. You, just imagine you could have been a Liefeld superhero. Is it Liefeld? I thought it was Liefeld. I've been calling it Liefeld. I feel. Did I? Well, it's too late for that now. <laughs> if I did, then whoops. Um, uh, and- so yeah, speaking of Twitter and other social networks, we are on Twitter, BBR underscore podcast. This coming Wednesday, we're going to be posting up our recommendations. Uh, so you'll be seeing some nice art and bits and pieces from there. Um, following Monday um, or so should be the illustration. Thanks for adding all... the or so. <laughs> I wanted to cover bases. Yeah. <laughs> well, Listen, we don't know how takes, life goes. It takes a long time to draw these superheroes in such high quality as Jade does. So Listen, Jade I'm going to have to draw crows. all these fucking feathers. Ugh. All these pouches. Jeez. I have a request for that uh, illustration, actually. Can you draw, like, a baby crow inside a pocket? Yes. Good. Excellent. Then all that's left for me to say is that you've been bitten by a radioactive podcast. I am Dean Death March McKnight. That's a life field name. Uh, I'm Jade Corcor Sarson. I was going to do that. Um, <laughs> I'm Josh Randall. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, uh, We'll see you later. Bye. Yeah, bye. Sorry. <laughs>